When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome back to the podcast for the team with the highest winning percentage of the NBA. That's right. You guys already know it's the Los Angeles Lakers. What's up, everybody? It's your main man, Ethan Noroff, riding solo on today's episode of the Hoopball Lakers podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff or follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Lakers. The Lakers are 7-1 and one after a Friday night victory over the Miami Heat, 95-80. to 80. And there's a lot of things that we like about the Lakers right now. Most importantly, we really like their commitment to defense and establishing that identity at the end of the floor. And, you know, a good defensive team has to bring the energy all the time. Next level analytics, Frank Vogel says 88% of the shots against Miami were contested, which is almost unheard of. And I would say it's completely unheard of, but I've heard of that type of energy before. And that's how I bring it to you live and feeling feisty every time we record this show. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. You guys already know how they hooked me up, but in case you forgot, let me tell you again. This podcast, like all of our shows, is brought to you by our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. You can check them out at their website at hawaiianisles.com, on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, or on Twitter at HI Kona Coffee. A reminder, you can find me on Twitter, like I said, at Ethan underscore Noroff. Find our show on Twitter at Hoopball Lakers, and of course, follow the Hoopball family on Twitter at Hoopball Tweets, at Hoopball Fantasy. All the team shows are on Twitter. You already know. Basically, when you type in Hoopball, you're going to get a whole lot of stuff that comes up. Click on it all. It's all good stuff. But if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you're into the Lakers. You're like me. You're into the Lakers. The Lakers are 7-1. and one. You haven't seen this level of effort in at least a decade, and it's hard not to wake up smiling on Saturday morning as you start to enjoy your nice three-day weekend. Right? One of my biggest takeaways – from Friday night's game against Miami. Well, we'll get into the actual game in just a few minutes here, but one of my biggest takeaways was, y'all see how large Myers Leonard is these days? Okay? I know people forgot about Myers Leonard after he was traded to Miami in the Hassan Whiteside deal that sent Whiteside to Portland, but Myers Leonard looked like he ate Myers Leonard, and it still didn't help him against LeBron James, 
who bullied him up and then took him to the rack for a two-handed slam. Okay, that was one of my biggest takeaways watching this game is Myers Leonard ate Myers Leonard. But in all sincerity, the real thing that stuck with me, especially in the second half of this one, right, the Lakers limited Miami to 34 second-half points, 20 in the third, 14 in the fourth. Now let's contextualize it a little bit because I realize that Miami's coming in on the second night of a back-to-back after a big win at Phoenix, right? That, that has to be mentioned. Even though a lot of teams face this fate and nobody wants to use that as an excuse, I feel like it's worth mentioning, especially after the Lakers had a few days off. It would have been a disappointing loss had the Lakers lost this one, despite the fact that Miami has been playing well, right? But 34 points in the second half for Miami. The Lakers scored 47 of their own. This game wasn't exactly an offensive clinic by any stretch of the definition. Both teams struggled mightily from behind the three-point line. Miami was 6 of 35. The Lakers were 8 of 32. That's a combined 14 of 67 from three-point line. Now, I know a lot of people will sit here and tell you, well, you can earn more points with a three-point shot. Therefore, you should take more three-point shots. Now, in theory, that makes sense. But when you have a brick fest like this one, you have to scrap that theory and try something different. Ultimately, both teams tried to score in different ways, but it was an offensively ugly game to watch. Some might even call it offensive. It was so bad. But the Lakers, because of their commitment to defense, which is something that we've seen from them consistently this season, that's a key word, consistently, has been nothing short of awesome to watch. In years past, and I really mean for about the last decade or so, the Lakers would show flashes of defensive effort, whether it were specific quarters within specific games or whether it was an entire game. But what the Lakers were unable to do is carry over that effort to the next panel. And what I mean by that is whether it was the next quarter, the next game. As a result of the inability to carry over and sustain that defensive effort, the team would struggle especially when the offense wasn't clicking. Look, in this game against Miami, there were two players for Lakers who scored in double digits. LeBron James had 25, and Anthony Davis had 26. Nobody else scored more than nine points. But everybody who touched the court in Friday night's game scored at least two points. And I'm not saying that's the most sustainable setup for success when when it comes time for offense. The Lakers only scored 95 points in this game. But what I am saying is the Lakers were able to get a little bit of contribution from everybody in a game they had to win ugly. And we've talked about that on this podcast. We've talked about how the Lakers need to win ugly in order to truly contend. Because that's how real title contenders bring that to the table every single night. You don't start 7-1 and one by accident, okay? You just don't. The Lakers have to be thrilled with how they've started but they have, to cont- they have to continue the consistency behind this defensive effort. This team's identity, as we've sat here and said before, will be anchored around defense. And in that vein, if you've watched LeBron James play defense this season, it's a different level of effort than we saw at any point last year during his initial tenure with the Lakers. There is no question. Part of that is because the Lakers have committed to that end of the floor, Part of that is because LeBron is healthier than he was last year. And part of that is because the addition of Anthony Davis sets an entirely different tone. So you know when you go 
to bet on the Lakers this season because you already know that you will if you have not already. That the ability to defend like that has to give you some level of confidence when you're looking at the spreads and point totals. Because I know last night it was way under in a total for one seven in a total that was 175 points, 90 to 80, or 95 to 80, excuse me. That was way under. So anyone who hit that under number had to be happy. You had the Heat coming in on the second night of a back-to-back, the Lakers having a few games off. It could have been easy to hit that under button. And if you did, well, I hope you did it on mybookie.ag because we've sat here and told you that not only does making bets on these games make them more fun, but if you do it from our newest sponsor on mybookie.ag, right? If you are, they're our online partner. And here at Hoopball, if you sign up for a new account with them, you use the promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y, the word today, as in don't wait for yesterday, don't look toward tomorrow, but do it today, my bookie will match your first deposit for up to $1,000. That's craziness. That's free money. Free money for which, with which you can win more money. That sounds like all upside to me, right? I should work at a casino with that kind of sales pitch. You know you heard it here first, only on the Hoopball Lakers pod. So mybookie.ag, use the promo code today, and they will match your first deposit up to 1000 bucks. I know I'm already having some success on that side of things. So hopefully you join me over there. You know, besides the Lakers looking like the best defensive team in the NBA, I think it's 7-1. and one, A lot of people are asking the question. I'll ask the same question to y'all. Are the Lakers the best team in the NBA? It's a loaded question, right? There's always ways which you, with which you could spin it, especially when we're less than 10 games into the season. But right now, the Lakers certainly look like one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NBA. At 7-1, and one, the Lakers have the best record in the NBA. And at 7-1, and one, the Lakers look like a team that no other wants to play. And at 7-1, and one, the Lakers look like one of those clubs that in a seven-game series, you're going to have a tough time beating four out of those seven times. But we're only eight games in, and there are still so many variables still in the mix, including Kyle Kuzma continuing to shake off the rust, including Rajon Rondo's return, and including some other injuries around the league that are impacting other teams. But that's the story of the NBA season. Everybody has to navigate peaks and valleys and try to do their best in between to fill in the gaps, right? And the Lakers started the season with two key members of the team on the sidelines, obviously in Kuzma and Rondo. Now, Rondo is yet to return, although he is expected to return for the game against Toronto on Sunday. So Rondo, who has missed the first eight games of the season, is expected to return. And as a, I just want to reiterate, the Lakers have won seven of these eight games. And I bring this up for this reason. Since the beginning of the year, Frank Vogel has been, I don't want to say adamant, but he's been fairly vocal, right? Vogel the vocal. Don't miss me on that one. But Vogel the vocal has said that Rondo will assume a substantial role, 25 to 30 minutes ultimately. Now, granted that he's coming off of a calf injury, I would imagine that the Lakers are going to work him in a little bit slowly, especially coming off of a muscular injury, right? So I don't anticipate he's going to play 25 to 30 minutes immediately, maybe 12 to 15 in his first game back, sort of ease him into the process, right? But Vogel's been very vocal about his plans for Rondo. I think it's fascinating for two reasons. One is because clearly right now, Avery Bradley is working on defense. He was a plus 24 in the game against Miami. Then you have this other dynamic now at play where Alex Caruso needs to play. 
And Alex Caruso is a really interesting player because every time he has stepped onto the court for the Lakers this season, something positive has happened. Quinn Cook is instant offense off the bench from the point guard position, but he's been a little bit up and down. So you're really looking at this for me is I think Quinn Cook's minutes are going to go down when Rondo returns. I think Contavious Caldwell-Pope's minutes are going to take a hit when Rajon Rondo returns. I think Troy Daniels' minutes might evaporate entirely when Rajon Rondo returns, but I don't think you can take Alex Caruso off the court. And Avery Bradley, it sounds like for now, is going to remain in the starting lineup, at least temporarily. So now you have a very new, I don't want to say issue, but a champagne problem with Rajon Rondo's return is who does he take minutes from and how many? Because if we use Friday's game against Miami as an example, and we look at KCP playing 18 minutes and Quinn Cook playing 15 minutes and Troy Daniels playing 13 minutes, well, that's 46 minutes right there. And if you give even 20 of those to Rondo, that's still 26, and you give 15 to KCP, that's only 11. And that's 11 minutes between Quinn Cook and Troy Daniels to split up. Maybe those 11 minutes just go elsewhere. Maybe they start to go to Alex Caruso. Maybe they kick a couple more to KCP. And maybe Kyle Kuzma gets a few more as he continues to get healthy. So I think one thing to watch for as Rajon Rondo gets back into the fold and the Lakers continue to have a full complement of players healthy is that the Lakers and Frank Vogel actually decide to tighten up the rotation. I don't think you can play 10-11 deep every night as the season progresses. Would you like to in an ideal world? Probably, right? Keep everybody a little, their minutes a little bit down. But I don't think it's, it's reality. I think a rotation of nine guys and especially 10 is sufficient. And so you look at what Rajon Rondo brings to the table. And I do think, unlike many, I do think Rondo will be a positive. And I can't tell you exactly why beyond the fact that I think he's going to mesh well with this particular group of these particular veterans. But I think he will be a positive for this team. And I think this team's commitment to defense might spark something in him that he hasn't seen or felt in a while. That's the optimist point of view. The pessimist point of view is Rajon Rondo returns and he becomes a negative, And then Frank Vogel has a decision he has to make. Because there are too many positives happening with this team right now to allow a negative to impact it, no matter what. But I'm willing to give Rajon Rondo at a chance. I'm not entirely closed off by that possibility in my mind. Especially with how this team is constructed and especially with how this team's identity is forming on defense. And then we come to Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma has been bad. I wish I could say it differently, and I wish I could give a different analysis altogether, but Kyle Kuzma's been bad. You don't have to be a premium subscriber to know that Kyle Kuzma's been bad, but if you were a premium subscriber, when you become a premium subscriber here at hoop-ball.com, you're going to know what struggling looks like before your eyes can even see it. And you might be asking at this point, well, how are you going to do that? How can you deliver me that level of insight right off the top of your dome? Let me tell you why. The Hoop Dash Ball team has some of the best minds in the business. We work harder than anyone else around, and we deliver you quality content on a consistent basis. That's our commitment to you. How you can reward us with that commitment? Well, 
you could join the Game Time Premium family. Hoopball's full season membership called Game Time Premium is on sale now. You get access to six, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six live video Q&A shows every week where Hoopball's best analysts, including your boy right here, answer questions specific to your team. Enjoy premium articles and tools like a streaming grid, a weekly schedule, projections, dynasty info, betting, and DFS selections, and even more. If you head on over to hoop-ball.com and click on the premium tab on the top of the nav bar, make sure you use the coupon code DOC, that's D-O-C as in Doc Rivers, at checkout, and you're going to save more than 10%. That's my gift to you, right? The premium tab at hoop-ball.com, and that coupon code is DOC, D-O-C, all capitals. I've worked in this industry for a long time now. I started when I was 22. I'm now 30, almost a decade in fantasy sports and in basketball. I'm telling you now, when, not if, you join our Game Time Premium community will be when, not if, you take that fantasy basketball championship home. And since we're talking about contending when we're talking about the Lakers, I feel like we have to throw that one in there. All right? And if Kyle Kuzma wants to continue to contend for minutes, he's going to have to be better. The three-point shot is my biggest complaint right now. He is forcing it. Kuzma is clearly forcing the three-point shot in an effort to right the ship. But right now, he has no control of the wheel. He's 3 of 23 through his first three games from behind the three-point line. There is no reason for Kyle Kuzma to be averaging six threes per game. Okay? Even when he was shooting it better his rookie season and he took five and a half threes a game, he only connected at a 36% clip. Is that good? It's better than average. It's acceptable. Is it good? I don't know that I consider it good in this NBA. And I know that the 13% of three of 23 is ain't good at all. Okay? Kyle Kuzma has taken 40 shots in the games that he's been back. Sorry, four games, not three. Four games that he's been back. Kyle Kuzma's taken 40 shots. 23 of them, more than half, are from deep. He's three of 23. On two-point shots, he's 12 of 17. Now, you don't have to be a mathematician to know that one is better than the other, better than the other for that. Okay? We saw a little bit of him coming through in game number three where he had a nice second half or a better than expected second half. I shouldn't even say nice. 15 points on 16 shots isn't nice when you're under 50% from the floor. When you got three turnovers and no assists, it ain't nice. And for the season, Kyle Kuzma's rocking a very stellar eight turnover to two assist ratio. How about it? Before this year started, I said to all of you, I said, this is the year that we need to see Kyle Kuzma do the other stuff. We know he can score the basketball. Right now, he's not even doing that effectively. And I understand it's only four games in, and I understand he had two months off, and I understand what I understand. Trust me when I say I understand. After all, I'm a teacher. Trust me, I understand. But I'm calling it like it is because I'm also in the business of holding people accountable. And Kyle Kuzma just hasn't been good so far. He looks out of sync. He looks out of rhythm. And he's certainly not doing all these other smaller things that this team needs. This Lakers team needs him to move without the basketball. This team needs him to rebound. This team needs him to defend. This team needs him to be a playmaker. Kyle Kuzma has two assists in four games. Two. 
He's got eight turnovers. He's got one defensive statistic to his credit, and it was a block. Five times the amount of personal fouls than defensive stats. Let me say it like that. The beautiful thing about stats is you can make them tell any story you want. But no matter where you look with Kyle Kuzma right now, we're riding the struggle bus. And we're going to struggle city. Kyle Kuzma is clearly going to be important to this team. But will he be so important that he has to force what he tries to bring to the table in an effort just to get himself back on track? I don't know. I don't think so. We've sat here and said this Lakers team is deeper than people expected, right? Dwight Howard's bringing more to the table than anyone expected. JaVale McGee has started to get himself back on track a little bit here. Danny Green has been a key contributor. Even Avery Bradley has been better than people expected offensively, let alone what he's brought to the table defensively. And obviously, any night where Anthony Davis and LeBron James can combine to go 21 for 21 of 36 for a combined 51 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists, and some defensive stats is going to be a good night. But Kyle Kuzma in 25 minutes against Miami, he was a net negative. He was minus 11. Minus 11. That's almost hard to do in a 15-point win where that player plays 25 minutes. So in the 23 minutes that Kyle Kuzma was off the court last night, the Lakers dominated Miami. Dominated. And if you can hear the sound in the background right now, you're in luck because my cat is saying hello to you. There's nothing that she likes to do better than make herself part of the conversation. She likes to play with the blinds. And if any of you have pets, you can understand where that urge comes from, right? It's our need to self-select. And I think that's what Kyle Kuzma's going through right now is his need to self-select. He wants to show people why he shouldn't have been traded, why he was the right choice to keep over Brandon Ingram. And I've sat here, I've been vocal. I've said, nope, sorry, you'll never win that argument with me. And granted that Kyle Kuzma's salary made more sense to keep than Brandon Ingram's and the way they had to structure the deal, I get it. Trust me, I realize it's not in a vacuum. But for those people who sat there on Twitter time and time again, game after game last year, and said, Kyle Kuzma's better than Brandon Ingram, where you at now? Because I know it's not in my mentions anymore. So where are you at now? And when we look up and down this Lakers team, look, it's hard to find complaints, but Kyle Kuzma has been one of them. When you start 7-1 and one and you have this level of commitment to defense, should you be worried about something? I mean, I don't know. That's how I grew up, right? Part of that might be the Jewish culture that I grew up in. Part of that might be my own OCD, neurotic self. But I always got something to worry about. Right? That's life. Whether I choose to focus on it or not is an entirely different story, but that's life. And so for these Lakers, I think those are the biggest questions that this team faces right now. Can Kyle Kuzma get on track in the way this team needs him to? The good news is they're winning even without it right now. And what kind of variable does Rajon Rondo's return throw into the mix? I wouldn't change anything about this starting lineup right now, with the exception of maybe putting Dwight Howard in the mix. But in the last couple of games, JaVale McGee has re-engaged. And so maybe you want to reward that right now. Look, at 7-1, and one, you don't want to tinker too much. Things are clearly going well. And I think what I like the most is that the Lakers continue to play under control. 
Even in those times where Lakers aren't hitting their shots or they might be going through a little slide within the course of a game, they're still playing under control. That's one of the been the biggest differences in literally watching this team. 18 turnovers last night is too many. It's too many against Miami. But it didn't feel like a game where Lakers had 18 turnovers. In fact, Miami only had 12. That's a surprising stat to me. Because it felt like the Lakers were in control of this game from the onset. And a lot of that is defense. I know it's cliche to say it offense starts with defense and the whole tone starts on defense, but really this Lakers team is proving it. And shout out to Frank Vogel. This coaching staff was dissected 16 ways from Sunday over the summer. Will Frank Vogel be good enough? Will Jason Kidd be looking over his shoulder? What's Lionel Holland's role going to be? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Well, how about shout out to Frank Vogel? How about shout out to Jason Kidd? How about shout out to Lionel Hollins? How about shout out to the entire coaching staff? Because things are going well. The NBA is a better league when its brightest teams perform well. There's no question about it. That's why so many people are desperate for the Knicks to be relevant. That's a different story entirely. But right now, the Lakers have started exactly how Rob Palinka could have imagined it or wanted to imagine it when Anthony Davis's deal was finally complete. These Lakers look confident, they look prepared, and they look consistent. Those are three huge pillars in preparing for success of any kind. Can you be confident in what you do? Can you be consistent in what you do? And can you strive toward excellence every time? And that's what these Lakers are doing. Now, there's going to be a point in the season in which the Lakers hit a little bit of a rough patch, whether it is through injury, through the schedule, or through exhaustion. And that will be the next challenge for this team. But so far, everything that the Lakers have been faced with, they've been able to meet head on and find a way to move forward. What more could you ask for at this point in the process? Not much. So I'm anxious to see what Rajon Rondo's return brings. I'm hoping Kyle Kuzma forgets about the three-point shot for a little while and focuses on just finding his rhythm. And I love every time I'm able to watch Anthony Davis and LeBron James pair together on a basketball court because only good things are happening. On Sunday, the Lakers face one of their greatest tests of the season, the defending champion Toronto Raptors. Kyle Lowry will be out for that game after his broken thumb. Serge Ibaka will be out for that game after a badly sprained ankle. But Pascal Siakam will be in for that one, and he has been playing out of his mind in the post-Kawhi Leonard era. The LeBron-Siakam matchup should be a fascinating one. Mark Gasol is going to have his hands full in trying to guard Anthony Davis, and the Lakers could be sitting even prettier if they come out of Sunday's game with a win against Toronto to move forward into a back-to-back next week at 8-1. and It would set a whole different tone of momentum to go into that back-to-back at 8-1 and versus 7-2. and But either way, the Lakers are still in good shape. It's been nice to watch, to say the very least. And having LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same team is never going to get old. As a reminder, you can find us on Twitter at HoopBallLakers. Find us in the Apple Podcast. You just search the Hoop. Ball Lakers podcast. You can also search my name, Ethan Noroff. 
hit that subscribe button, five-star review, leave us some feedback. We know we, we know, and you know that we love hearing from you. We appreciate all the feedback here. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. It's going to be a lot of Lakers. It's going to be a lot of fantasy basketball. It's going to be some motivational teaching stuff. And as always, on the occasional, it's going to be about the Mets because you know I'm a jaded Mets fan above all else. All right? Until next time, I'm Ethan. This is the Hoopball Lakers podcast. Appreciate you listening and joining me every time. Until then, we out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.